Hello, scary dolls. Hello. Hi. I'm Mandy. I'm Ashley. I'm Goddle. And we are Scary Not Scary Podcast. Podcast. Hello. Hello. How's y'all's day going? Not too bad. I was at home all day because I was sick. Mm, you don't look sick now. You're a liar. No. You just didn't want to be at work. Not. I had a headache and it was so bad. Like I started seeing blurry. Oh, like so, a migraine. Then, yeah, and then I couldn't even look at my computer. I'm like, what the hell am I doing at work if I can't look at my computer? Like, and you drove home. Yeah. Oh I my god. Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess because it's like I know my way home. Yeah, that happened to me at work someone. one time. I was like seeing blurry, and I was it was so bad, and then I had this huge migraine, just like. That hit right. Do the middle. lights get bright with you guys? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it gets bright with. And me. Yeah, and then you feel like you have to like work. Like um, mm-hmm. like during the holiday break from like I guess just from us traveling a lot, I was just from the like, exhaustion. I woke up with a huge headache and like mm-hmm. I had to stay in. The- I took Sabrina to daycare. Like I dropped her off and then I went home and just fell asleep because I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't take it. Yeah. <laughs> it was just from exhaustion. Sometimes even when you take medication, it doesn't help. You're just like, mm-hmm. I gotta let yeah, it like ride I, out. I take Excedrin, the extra strength, but it's just like, it's full, it's just caffeine. That's all it is, but it still doesn't help. Yeah. My grandma always has to drink a Coke with a lemon. Coke with lemon? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that. I guess maybe What's it's a Mexican supposed to do? thing. Cut your headache. Mm. I've heard of, She's, oh no, no, no She no, said it works. She always does that. That's her home remedy. Mm. Coke with lemon. Coke with lemon. Mm-hmm. So what about if... Wait, uh, lime. The green one is lime, right? Coke yeah. with lime. lime Coke yes. with lime. Oh, and they sell Coke with lime. Coca mm. lime. They do? Do they still sell that? They sold no, it a long time I ago. No, I thought they sell vanilla and Damn, cherry. that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> like oh when God. they would sell the, I was like the, clear, the clear <laughs> Pepsi. Oh my God. Oh, right? Or the blue Mountain Do you Dew? remember the vanilla Big Red? Oh, <gasps> yes. It tasted like a... Like an ice cream float. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a float. I want mm-hmm. an ice cream float. I just want ice cream. Good. Nope. 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 I gotta be good. You got willpower. I got willpower. Yes. Willpower. I'm gonna Ashley. diet, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. I'm trying. I want to diet. Do, do it with me. Okay. Uh, um, me, Drew, and Nick will be your support. Well, I was telling Drew that I wanna, I wanna diet too. I, I don't think I'll be able to do the keto though, because it's honestly not that bad. Well, only because of my calcium and all that stuff oh, that I'm missing. Yeah. Yeah, I'll find out. Well, then check you might you might be able yeah. to do it, but then just add in like some. Check with our doctors. Veg- I just straight up went over and asked him. I'm like, hey, Doctor K, can I do this? He's like, no, you have high blood pressure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's no. who she sees for her high blood pressure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is. I love him. <clears throat> I'll find out. I'm gonna do it though. You should because you, you might that- just be able to add in like some different vegetables. Yeah. Then, like I can't eat carrots because Drew was like, "I'll add you on our group, and we can just like lift each other up." Also, please, mm. we have we started like a group chat. It's called Mission Slim Possible. <laughs> That's our group chat name. <laughs> love so it. Cute. So, are y'all ready to hear my spooky thing that happened oh yesterday? Oh my god! Last night? I'm ready. Okay, so me and Tim are watching this show on Netflix. It's called Billy on the Streets. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-mm. Oh no. my god, it's so freaking hilarious. Have y'all? Watch Parks and Rec. He's on the yes. he's on the show Parks and Rec. I forgot his name. Like his real name. Uh, his name is Billy. I just forgot his last name. Who would who does he play on Parks and Rec? I forgot. Oh. I've only seen the show a couple of times. Oh. It's a really funny show. Right? It is. But this guy's like super funny. Anyway, so we were laughing, whatever. 
And then Tim goes, what the hell? And like, we're laughing and laughing. And then I hear Alexa talking, but I'm not paying attention. And Tim's sitting there and he's like, what the hell? And I was like, what? He's all, did you just hear what she said? I'm like, no. And then so he's like telling me, I was like, nah. So he said that she was saying something about total damnation and this is like a place of hell or like something like that what? What i was like what the hell so i don't know if you know but like on alexa you can go into your your alexa app and you can backtrack the history and like see what she said so that's what he did on the phone and i screenshotted it and so when he screamed what the hell she picked up hell and she said here's what i found on wikipedia Hell in many mythological folklore and religious traditions is the place of torment and punishment in the, in an afterlife. <laughs> so Damn out of Alexa. everything he said, she picked up hell, but he didn't say, Alexa, what is hell? I was just about to ask <laughs> that. He didn't say that. <gasps> Alexa. Wow. <laughs> she heard hell. Oh, my God. Throw it out. Throw it out. <laughs> it was my Siri didn't pick it up, but my tablet, my Alexa picked up hell also. Oh dang. We ain't calling you, bitch. What do you have against hell, Alexa? That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh, she, she knows something. She didn't talk back then. <laughs> She's not hell. Oh, under that caught the thing. Probably. It started oh my talking. God. Creepy. <laughs> okay. Guys, you know it's creepy when Gato gets creeped out. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> She's like, oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> and also, I was like trying to move it away from the mic. But I've heard like a lot of like conspiracy theories about the Alexa that she listens. Like, yes. I've heard that too. Like, um, She's here. who is it? Um, Welcome to the stage, Alexa. What's your name on YouTube? Reese? What's her name? Haley Reese? Haley, yes. She did her and Loie Lane when they were friends. Um, <laughs> delete that. friends no more. No, they had like a falling out. Something happened. I don't okay. know. I need to something. Okay. I just found out the other day. I was like, oh, I don't keep <laughs> oh. up. I don't keep up with this stuff. I just ended up coming across the video. But um, they did a video about Alexa and they were like talking, talking to her and like she was saying weird stuff back to them. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. But I just thought it was weird that she picked up hell out of everything. And but we didn't say her name. Yeah. I want to throw out my Google now because <laughs> well, I have Google's that little Google one. That little, hey, Google. Oh, my God. Tim loves that thing. Did you get it from the Spotify? Yeah. Wait, yeah. So did Tim. He's on yeah. my Google's better. I was like, don't you talk mess. I was like, because you have Alexa controlling our entire apartment. <laughs> well, last yeah. time Google did not pick up our podcast because usually I can just be like, hey, Google, play Scary Not Scary podcast and she'll play it. Well, the last time, I don't know what episode it was, it, she was like, I'm sorry, we cannot play this at this moment. Or like, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what episode it was, but I was like, rude. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy. <laughs> Conspiracy. Conspiracy. What if it was that episode? Huh? What Ooh, if it was that episode? Maybe. <gasps> maybe. Look it up. <laughs> I'm going to back. And like it this up. morning um, when I was leaving, because we have, I already told you, we have like four echo things in our apartment so we have alexa which is in the kitchen and we have echo in the living room oh my god alexa shut up <laughs> alexa you bitch why is she picking up so much do you I have know, it on she never does this 
She's like, y'all talking about me, hoes? I know. (laughs) She's like, I'm here. (laughs) Okay. Um, And then we have Amazon in the bedroom and in computer upstairs. So Tim Tim did something to the lights to where we don't turn that lights off and on manually. We have to tell the machines to do it. Mm -hmm. So when I was leaving, he was in the bedroom with the baby. But when I was leaving, I said, Echo, turn off the living room lamp. And all I hear is, I'm sorry. It looks like I'm offline. I was like, you've never done that before. Like normally when she says she's offline, she goes, sorry, I'm offline. Please look at your Alexa app. But no, she was all, hmm. (laughs) Like if she was a person. Like that reminded me of him from the Powerpuff Girls. It sounded like that. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's how it sounded. Yes. And I kind of like froze and I looked and I was like, what the hell? You should have been like, I'll I'll turn it off myself. First of all, don't hmm me. Listen, bitch. (laughs) You got to get ghetto with these these machines out there. Get ghetto. Yeah. So that was my Alexa story. Mm-mm, I'm gonna go throw them out now. God, I'm looking at the top like, bro, shut up, bitch. I'll throw you out. I'll punch you. Oh my God. My Jeebus. I know. But I do have one more story, though. This is one that Jen told me, and it creeped me the F out, and it terrified me because you know how I told y'all I can do with demons, I can do with spirits, and whatever. I People scare me. Oh, it's people. People. Okay. Okay. So her apartment complex, mm. she, um, her property manager, the property manager of the apartments, mm-hmm. she lives in the building on the other side upstairs, mm-hmm. I think, or was it across from her? No, she lives at the building across from her up upstairs. So like mm-hmm. she has like this big courtyard. So it's her building. And then on the other side, it's another building. And then the property manager lives on the second floor. So basically like just Yeah, across the way, yeah. Balcony. Okay. Yeah. So she said that her and Julian are really good friends with the security guard that walks around and stuff and that, you know, he does security and all that stuff. And the security guard came to him and said, Hey, y'all wanna know something crazy that happened? And she said they're like, What? Well the property manager said that she kept hearing noises at the apartment down below her, but like late at night, like all these different noises, like stuff moving around, like loud noises. And so she called the security officer and was like, hey, like, can you go and check out that apartment? Like, I'm hearing like all these noises or whatever. Well, she didn't know that that apartment was supposed to be vacant. Like, she didn't realize that that was one of the vacant, supposed to be the vacant apartments. Mm-hmm. So um, the security guard went ahead and called SAPD to come out just in case, like there's looters, lorders or whatever. So they opened up the door, they go inside and he said that he walked in. And he said, hello. And like, he was looking around and then he heard somebody cough. Well, then um, one of the officers like went around back. And sure enough, there is a guy that tried jumping the fence and they grabbed him and slammed him down. Well, he was like a homeless guy that like made himself at home, like in, in the apartment complex. But here's the weird thing is that Jen said that her neighbor downstairs, she's a mom. I think she, I don't know if she's a single mom, but I know she's a mom because I've seen her like around. Well, that man went to her and said, hi, I'm the new neighbor. Um, my, my, me and my wife, like uh, we're moving in, like we're still trying to find jobs and, but we don't have any blankets or anything. Do you have any blankets and stuff that you can donate to us for our kids? Um, but he wasn't a neighbor. He like broke into the apartment complex and like made himself at home in the vacant how apartment. How does that even? How does he? How did he even know that was vacant? He must have been like watching, I don't know, watching. probably watching. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that's scary. 
But that's scary because it reminded me of this and I forgot where it took place, but it reminded me of this one story that I read of this um, apartment complex and they were finding these women like murdered in their apartment, but there wasn't any signs of forced entry. There wasn't like, so they were thinking like this has to be somebody that they knew that they let into the apartment, whatever. Like there wasn't any other signs of forced entry. Well, come to find out there is a freaking man living in the walls of the apartment complex, like watching these women and like he would pick who he wanted to kill, like watch the routines. He would record couples like having sex and stuff like he lived in the walls. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. Oh, my God. Freaked me out. Fucking scary. Freaked me out. Mm -mm. Now I'm scared now. People are scared. Well, no, I'm sure your apartment is fine, though. It has like a code. Jen's, I don't think their code works. Well, see, and that apartment where that man was living in the walls, it was like, it wasn't like an apartment complex. It was like a building. You know, like a hotel. Oh, it was like a hotel and they building, made it into like but condos it was, or apartments. Yeah, it was, but it was like an apartment mm-hmm. complex. Well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it yeah. wasn't different buildings. It was one big building uh, with apartments inside it. Yeah. So he like, could go like through the air ducts or stuff like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> That's scary. Mm-mm. Nope. Hell no. People That's are why scarier I always lock ghosts. both locks and I make sure that little bar is on the back window because I'm like, <laughs> Hell no. Me and Jen were talking about that too at lunch and she goes, yeah, she's like, and you know, you lived at an apartment complex where somebody like crawled through the walls and killed somebody. I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh my God, I totally forgot about this. I used to live, they're called the hollows on Petrenko. Remember where I used to live? Yes. No way. Yes. Yes. Oh my so God. She said. I don't I don't I don't remember reading the story she remembers seeing it on an, and Jen has like a photographic memory like she remembers everything so she said that the story was that the guy crawled in through the crawl space into the apartment complex and like shot some guy in the head over like a drug deal or something and I was like was it on the first floor and she said yeah that it was it was on the first floor I think it was on the first floor maybe it was the second floor I can't remember what she told me. See, this is why she has photographic memory. Yep. <laughs> so he like a drug deal gone bad and he went into this. Yeah, like he crawled into and- the crawl space of the wall, broke into the apartment and like went and shot the guy. Oh, my God. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. This whole world is scary, not just apartment complexes. Yeah. That's creepy. And then you remember when I had that creepy. Um, oh, yeah. The, the yeah. stalker guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that looked. That was window. creepy. I was asleep okay. on my bed and I woke up because I heard somebody at the. Well, I heard like tapping, but I just woke up and then I went and I turned off my lights and I saw somebody like. Oh, like this, like the freak. shadow of somebody at the window like this. That would freak me out. I know. And then uh, Jen, she goes, but are you sure it was a real person? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, well, thanks. I don't want to wait and find out. <laughs> True. And who did I call? My mom. Ghostbuster. No, <laughs> no I called my I called Michelle. Instead and then my the dad, cop. hang up and call the police. Okay. I'm all crying. <laughs> Hiding in the Sorry. bathroom with my dog. Oh. <laughs> baby. I know. So speaking of murders. And killings and kills and murders and kills and more murders. <laughs> In honor of Valentine's Day, this week we are covering, obviously, murder stories and an, of how love can kill. So, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Ashley, I love you, but I'm going to kill you. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're mixing it up this week. 
mixed it up for Ashley because she's yeah. been scared a few episodes in a row. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> love murders they're so interesting like i like doing a lot of murders and conspiracy theories because i'm just like i want to know like more. what's your motive yeah and some people don't even have a motive they're crazy as hell yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like not gonna lie the totally well it, it goes along with this actually but there's this one story i read where this guy was like on their honeymoon or whatnot and he's talking about like like oh they were by this beautiful cliff and the story ends i don't know why i pushed her even though i loved her and oh I was like, God. what the? F- Seriously, that's how the story ends. I was like, you love her. And you're like, oh. the way he like set it up, though, made it seem like she like committed suicide. And then at the very end, I don't know why I pushed her. I loved her. And I was like, what the? What the that makes weird. no damn sense. Yeah. I was like, what the <laughs> hell? It was weird. That was very weird. What the hell's wrong with you? Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. So be careful who you choose as a lover. Damn. Oh. I don't know. I feel like... <laughs> She's like, damn. I feel like I told him, like, I don't know. I feel like you have like serial killer tendencies, like <laughs> deep down inside. And I told him, I was like, so if you're a serial killer, can you just tell me now? And he goes, I mean, okay, fine. I'll tell you. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess. Sometimes when we watch like, like the, these documentaries that we watch and he laughs and he's like, God, he did it so wrong. He could have done it this way. And I'm sitting there like freaked out. And I'm like. You're Damn. a serial killer. He's like, you're like slowly reaching for your phone. Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna call my mom <laughs> instead of calling nine one one. Michelle has you blocked. I know. Not, I'm done with you. Calling. I know. <laughs> oh like that meme. Every time an inconvenience happens in my life, this is me calling my mom. <laughs> Hell yeah, I call my mom for everything. Okay, so murders, love kills. Passion crimes, whatever you want to call them, right? So did you know that the very first ever time that um, the ruling like passion crime or, you know, them ruling like, oh, well, they did it like out of love and it like blinded them because they were in like a fit of rage or something like that. It happened in 1859 and it was Congressman Daniel Sickle. It's a weird name, Sickle. But um, he killed his wife's lover. Okay. So he was a congressman and it was like around New York. It was in New York. And um, he was known for like escorting this one particular prostitute named Fanny White. He like took her everywhere and he would leave his wife at home. And she was pregnant, by the way. Oh, like, yeah. Bastard. Mm-hmm. So he would like take this prostitute. And he even like introduced her to the queen, Queen Victoria around that time. And like was like, oh, this is, you know, my I don't know what he called my it. My whore. Something, what? probably. Oh, okay. God. But he like introduced her. And so all this time his wife's at home, right? So when he comes back, I guess from meeting the queen, he finds out that this guy, and it was very interesting, his name is Philip Barton Key. That was his wife's lover's name. And he killed him because they he found out that they were having an affair. And Philip Barton Key was actually the district attorney of the District of Columbia. So the congressman Sickle and this key guy, they were all like involved in politics, pretty much like all involved in like Washington with the president and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And this is where it gets interesting. So he kills him. Right. And then he finally goes and confesses like a couple of hours later. 
and he confesses to the attorney general black and he confessed to the whole thing. He's like, I killed him. You know, it was me. I found out they were having an affair. I did it, you know? So then he is allowed to go back to his house, get some stuff. Then they took him to jail. But when he was in jail, he was able to keep his own weapon, like his personal gun that he had on him. He was able to keep it. And he was allowed to have as many visitors as he wanted. And he had so many visitors because he was a congressman, right? So he had visitors from like other congressmen, from like um, other attorneys that wanted to help him with his case. And um, the lead jailer that was there in the house, like, I mean, in the, in the prison, he has like an apartment for the lead jailer. He was able to use that to accept visitors. I don't know what it meant by like he was able to use the apartment to accept visitors. So I don't know if maybe it was like you know what more prostitutes. Conjugal. Probably. So what was the whole point of him being going to jail? Yeah. Exactly. Living for free and getting exactly. in jail. So this was the very first time that the crime of passion was ever used like in the ruling, right? And which makes, doesn't make sense because he was basically treated like a king. Like before and in prison at the same time. So he's going through all of this and they basically plead. He pleaded that he was like temporary insanity. And so his lawyer said that he was driven mad by his wife's infidelity. And thus he was out of his right mind when he shot Keith. So that was the defense that they were going with. And so which was funny because the papers actually painted him as like a hero. They said like, oh, thank God that, you know, he shot Key. He's saving all the women of Washington from this rogue named Key. So they basically were like turning the whole story over, even though he's like a congressman that lies. He's like um, a, cheater. a cheater on his pregnant wife. And he's known to like escort prostitutes. They were like believing his story. Right. So in the papers, he was considered a hero and they were all like, oh, my God. But in the courtroom, this case pretty much like. It was drama, controversy, because they didn't know what to do. They were like, well, he's a congressman. Mm -hmm. Like, what do we do? Like, we don't know. And so Sickle actually went himself when he went back to his house. He obtained a confession from his wife, and he tried to use it in court to his advantage. But they kind of, like, dismissed it and were like, no, it's, you know, we're not going to be able to use it. So he went ahead and released it himself in the papers and, like, her confession, right? So people were like, oh my God, she's horrible. She's this, she's that. They were turning on her and saying that she was the one that was in the wrong, even though he killed Keith. Bastard. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm then. Not, I'm so pissed. <laughs> yeah. So then he does like this big old like thing for the papers and basically like, oh, I publicly forgive her, right? Oh my God. Yeah. I'm getting so mad. <laughs> So then um, after all of this, um, he was basically acquitted. So like completely wiped clean. Yeah. <sighs> so he got away with murder. He got away with the cheating and he got away with the prostitute. Great. And his wife was basically left with nothing. And they had she had to like take care of like her kid. I hate but they but yeah. So they used crime of passion in this case in order to like save him. Yeah. Mm -mm. No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I'm fucking 
pissed. <laughs> that was that was the very first time it was she ever like has her hands and fists oh, and everything. I want to punch him so bad. He's probably he's dead, right? Obviously, yeah. <laughs> it was like in 1859. <laughs> oh, bitch, okay, he's real dead. <laughs> but I mean, it was like this big old thing because he was a congressman, and before that, he was like some big hero person, like in the military. Mm. So I think that's why they used crime of passion yeah. for the very first time because they didn't know like well, what do we do with this like high public figure? Mm. Which actually makes sense because sometimes it happens nowadays with high public figures. Some famous things kind of get, yeah. Famous totally. I know it's everything. like totally off topic, but this is why R. Kelly got away with all of his shit <laughs> because people saw him as like, you're the king of R&B. You're a great, you're this, you're that. No way you could have done all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what happened? Hmm. And I think that's Did you see kinda- the documentary? <laughs> no, I didn't. But I think that's kind of like this one, since it was the first time ever used, I think that's why it kind of like set the tone. Because here in Texas, um, if you go to court and you, you know, killed somebody or you killed your wife or, you know, you did something horrible to them or to whoever, um, murder in itself in Texas is considered a a first degree felony, like Mm -hmm. off the bat. Yeah. But if it's considered a crime of passion and they say, oh, well, you know, he caught his wife or she caught her husband like cheating. And in that moment, she's so angry. So she doesn't know like what she's doing. She's just mad or he's just, you know, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets knocked down to a second degree felony. And so you have to pay a fine of like $10,000, but no more than that. When it's a murder and it's a first degree, you pay a fine of no more than 10000 but it can go higher, higher. than that. But on a second degree, it's just strictly 10000 and that's it. But you also can get between 2 to 20 years if it's second degree. So they could spend like two years, even if they kill both the lover and the wife or the lover and the husband and mm. only get two years in prison. And mm. then if they're good while in prison, they might get one and a half years because of good behavior. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, I mean, I, I get it, but I feel like there's shitty people out there that know about this obviously everybody knows about the law but like they'll use it to their advantage to purposely kill like sickle did Mm -hmm. yeah yeah bastard exactly yeah i thought that was very interesting because i was like well it kind of set the tone of how it is now Mm -hmm. even like back in 18 freaking 59 welcome to texas (laughs) welcome to texas no shit (laughs) yeah so that was like you know the law part of it or i guess you would say but yeah. the fun part of well not really fun this actually kind of creeped me out the juiciness Ooh, um the juice. <laughs> so another one it's not really like a crime of passion where like she killed somebody but i found it on a website called thought catalog they actually have an app too and it's kind of like it kind of reminds me of like wattpad or like um what's the other scary one that y'all do Creepypasta. Creepypasta. It kind of reminds me of that because it's just a bunch of stories. So Reddit. Reddit Reddit too. Yeah. That one. So this one's called After I Lost My Family, I Learned the Dark Truth About What Love Really Is. And it's by Tommy Pohl Frank. And it was like in November of 2014. So basically the entire story is there's these two sisters. The little sister um, was running into the street and she was about to get hit by like a semi truck. And her parents, like, rushed to try and save her. And so they did, but the parents ended up dying themselves. So they were orphaned, like, at a very young age. And so they kind of, like, went to go live with their grandparents. And the little sister was kind of, like, not taking it very well. 
you know, so she was she couldn't get over the fact that her parents died. And so the grandma ends up dying and then the grandfather ends up dying. So then the two sisters, they're awarded like twenty one million dollars or something from like the company of the semi truck. So they kind of like were able to live off of that. So they ended up getting an apartment together after their grandparents died. And um, they never really talked like they weren't close sisters. But the older sister just thought, oh, well, you know, my sister just doesn't care. You know, she's just out. She can't get over the fact that her parents died and now her grandparents, blah, blah, blah. Well, the little sister ends up committing suicide. Right. So the older sister comes home, finds a little sister hanging like in the kitchen. Instead of calling the police, she sits on the floor and talks to her for like three or four hours before she calls and says like, hey, she died. Anyways, so after all of that, the older sister starts going into like a slum. She's very lonely. She doesn't go out. She doesn't have a boyfriend, girlfriend, nothing. And then um, a friend of hers invites her to a party. And so she's like, okay, I'll go. So she goes, she meets this girl. And she, in her mind was like, no, I've, I've only, you know, tried to sleep with a couple of guys before, but for some reason she was just attracted to this girl. Well, her and this girl had a good relationship and then it kind of got started going sour. They would argue a lot. They would fight. Um, so then they kind of like did the whole breakup, they get back together, break up, get back together. Well, I think like the third or fourth time they break up, the sister, the older sister, it doesn't say their name, um, by the way. So the older sister is thinking, oh, she'll come back. It's fine. She'll come back. So she starts, she goes into the bathroom. She's staring in the mirror and she sees, well, maybe she keeps leaving because I'm not pretty. So she starts cutting off pieces of herself. Oh, shit. Yeah. So she starts cutting off her toes one by one. Like she's doing it herself. And she says, I take, she was taking so many like painkillers. And so she said that she cut off all her toes. And then after that, she carved the word ugly into her left shoulder. And then after that, she started cutting off her pinky, like her on her hands. She started cutting off her pinkies. And every single time she mentions the time. So she's like, okay, 14 days, 12 hours and 44 minutes ago, um, I took a peri knife to my left pinky toe. Like, so she's documenting this whole thing as well. Yeah, the whole process. So she cuts off her pinky toe, then the all the toes. Then she cuts off her left pinky. But when she tries to cut off her right pinky because she's using her left hand, she was so, like, precise in her cuts that they were, like, you know, straight lines. And she thought that that was what making her beautiful is that her precise lines. So she goes to cut off her right pinky, and it's, like, all jaggedy. So she gets pliers to cut it even more. To make it precise. I just want to let you know, I'm like curling my toes right now <laughs> and my hands. Yeah. Like I'm, like, I'm curling everything up into a ball. Like, all my body is squeezed up real tight. Yeah. But <laughs> it, it gets more. Okay. So right. then after that, she goes into the mirror in the bathroom again and she says, I'm still not pretty. So she cuts off her ears. And she, yeah. Sorry. I laughed. But the, but the weird part is, is that she freezes all her parts. What? And she keeps saying, when she gets back, when she comes back, she'll think I'm beautiful. When she gets back, she'll think I'm beautiful and she'll she'll love me. So then her ears are off. Her toes are off. Both her pinkies on her hands are off. And so she figures there's one more thing left. I'm, there's, it's still not, you know, right. So she carves pretty in her other arm, right? So then she's like, no, that still doesn't work. 
So then she goes and she cuts out her eyeball. Oh, bitch. And she, it even says that she like looked up like videos on how to like precisely cut it out. So she cuts it out and she's holding it in her hand. Well, at that moment, the girlfriend comes home. And so she's like all excited to go show her how she looks and she's all like mutilated, right? So she goes up to the girlfriend and she's holding her eyeball and she's like, am I pretty? Am I beautiful? And the girlfriend freaks out, basically like slaps her and like the eyeball goes flying. (laughs) 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 The eyeball like goes flying around. I'm laughing at your gesture. (laughs) Sorry. So it goes like flying and then she like smacks her and like starts yelling at her and she tells her, but I love you. And basically the whole, like, I guess, less, not lesson, but the whole, like, moral of this story for her is um, love is sacrifice. So she was sacrificing pieces of herself for her because she loved her so much. Yeah. I'm not sacrificing shit. <laughs> I'll sacrifice my gut. That's the only thing I'm cut off. I'm like, take my poopa. That's about it. <laughs> take my double chin, but girl, that's it. Oh my oh, god. No. Yeah, that's not a true story, is it? No, oh, I don't okay. think. I don't. I hope not. I'm like, oh my god. I don't know. I want to see her picture. Now, you know what that is. reminded me of? That reminded me of um, the nun at St. Andrews University that I covered. Where she mutilated herself yeah. because she didn't want any other men to love her, like yeah. her boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. And this one, she was like, if I cut off pieces and give them to her. Because she was freezing them, so she wanted to like her to have her pieces. What, like, what is she going to put them on a little heart-shaped box? I, I, was like, I was like literally curled up into a ball. And yeah. then like when you said that, she cut out her eyeball, I got the chills. <laughs> yeah, that's how I was last night. I was like, oh, oh my God. I was like, oh, no, she no. didn't. Yeah. Oh so those are my Lord. stories about love. <laughs> love is great. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But don't don't do that, guys. Don't cut pieces of yourself. Don't, 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 don't do cut that. pieces of yourself. Don't 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 sacrifice it's, yourself. It's not that serious. Okay. No. Lord. Especially if you're a youth. I like to say that. <laughs> you youths. You youths out there. <laughs> but I don't know why, like when reading this one, the y'all seen the show you, right? No. You haven't seen you? I haven't yes. seen it yet. What's wrong with you? I don't know. Girl, get, get on out. It. I'm watching Sabrina, right? You'll like this one, though. Okay, I'll watch it. But I don't know why, just when, like, we even said we were doing this topic, I was all, you just came to my mind, like, 100%. Because he basically, like, do you want me to tell you? Or sure. do you want me to synopsis it? Synopsis. Okay, so he loves this girl, or any, really any person, right, that he meets. Well, to our listeners, if you haven't seen the show oh. You. Oh, yeah. You well, might want to skip ahead. Well, you can tell me. Skip ahead if you don't want to be spoiled. But if you don't care, then continue on listening. <laughs> well, I'm not going to like say like names and stuff like that. But he basically like loves people too much to where he does anything and everything mm. to make them love him back. I got Even that if that includes like killing. killing people. Got it. And like what's so crazy is that. It's just a fucked up show because like 
you're on his side. Yeah. But it's so messed up. Like it's so like yeah. season two. I was like, yeah, like he was justifying why he kills these people. And you're like, yeah, yeah. kill her or kill I him. It. I understand. It's weird. And like, then like you so catch yourself okay. and you're like, holy shit. You're like, wait, <laughs> am I like, fucked up? <laughs> yeah. It's just a messed up show. Sounds but like it's something so good. I would watch then. The yeah. books are really good too. Yeah. Oh, it's, they're mm-hmm. based on books. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but mm-hmm. the show is actually going off of the books because they're going to come out they already announced so they're yeah. going to do like season three yeah. yeah and she only has two books out so like season two is in so when that happens do they work with the author or like they're just like we're done she, with you no, i think she like signs away her rights and yeah oh, no. uh, to the show but okay i mean it just depends they probably pay her good though well some directors like producers or even screenwriters like they'll have like the author go and like help them write out or you know oh, have yeah. her That's be a part of their consult yeah yeah I, it just good. depends yeah but that's the first thing is that well, show. I will that watch show it is so good. You need to watch it. It's definitely love kills. Definitely. <laughs> okay. And all right, I'll watch it. <laughs> and you'll sit there like, yeah. Yeah. I took you go. You go. Or like whenever like he, somebody like s- like snoops through his stuff, you're like, oh, he's gonna make a kill That's it. Mm-mm. That's it. That's what you get for sneaking through his stuff. Oh Lord. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a good show. I'll, it I'll is. probably watch it then. Okay, mine are kind of long, so I'm just going to, like, start real quick. So this one is called A Stroll Down Lover's Lane. This one, I found it on YouTube. I, I'm really big into watching Bailey Sarian. She sits down and does her makeup and talks about murders. Ooh. So I love her. And she listens to podcasts, so maybe one day she'll listen to our podcast. Listen anyway. to us, please. Hello, mm-hmm. Bailey. Okay, so this one involves a man named Edward Hall. Uh, he had a wife named Frances Hall. Um, and it also involves James Mills and Eleanor Mills. So you got to remember mm. those four people. Okay. Um, so Edward Hall was a minister. So he worked at this big church. James Mills, he was a shoemaker, but then he became a janitor at the church where Edward was a minister. So Eleanor, Eleanor, I can never say that name. Eleanor was James's wife. She was really involved in the church. She was like a soprano in the choir. Um, she was only 15 when she married James. So, you know, like that puppy love kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she was always at church doing activities and whatever. So they lived in a pretty rundown home because James only made like 30 bucks a week. And so money was like really tight. So Eleanor the janitor's wife and Edward, the minister, began having an affair. So, I mean, both of the partners had no idea this was going on, but it seemed like everyone else knew. Like people would see them in the church and they would whisper. You know how that goes, right? Yeah. Like, So on September 14th, 1922, both Francis and James, so Francis Hall and James Mills, um, the spouses, they found that neither Edward or Eleanor had returned home. So normally they come home around five or six, um, but it was already 2.30 in the morning and, um, you know, they weren't home yet. So Frances, she had a brother named Willie. Frances and Willie decided to go look for Edward. Oh my God, I'm getting confused. <laughs> um, you know, they went down to the church to go search, but they didn't find anything. So, you know, they just ended up going back home. So on September 16, two days later, they still hadn't heard anything. But a young couple was out on a stroll. They were going down Lover's Lane. Mm-hmm. So it's like where 
teenagers would go make out and like hold huh. hands and you know like yeah. the young people stuff and all that so as they were walking they come across this big crab apple tree under the crab apple tree was a handsomely dressed man and then uh he had a hat covering his face on his side there was a lady with her legs crossed and her head was like placed on the man so she was like sort of resting her head on him kind of romantically uh, and she was wearing a polka dot dress and a scarf so the lovers they walked closer and they noticed there was like the lady was shot so they were dead so they got scared they ran to a neighbor's house to call the police so then two officers arrive in like no time and then when the cops get there they start trying to investigate so as they're removing like the woman's scarf they see that her throat is completely ripped out <gasps> so her throat is so ripped out that you can kind of see the spine, the back of the neck. Oh, That's how God. much they ripped out her throat, whoever oh, did no. it. Yeah. And also, there was pieces of love letters cut up, like, torn up and sprinkled around them. What? Yes, that is so fucked up, right? Oh. So they just, they kind of figured that they had been there for 24 hours because of the way the bodies looked. So the police, they were able to piece back together the letters. They get steamy. Hold on. I'm going to read them. <laughs> no, oh. not, and then they don't get steamy. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, wait, really? <laughs> okay, so there was a letter, and this one, um, Francis had wrote to Edward. So it says, sweetheart, my true heart, I know there are girls with more shapely bodies, but I'm not caring what they have. I have the greatest part of all blessings. I have a noble man's deep, true, eternal love. I want to look in, look up into your face for hours as you touch my body. Ooh. Touch my body. Touch Hell yeah. That Girl, of, I'm getting hot. That reminds <laughs> me of Mariah Carey. Touch my body. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then there's a letter from him to her. And this one, I mean, it's a man's letter. It's not going to be all cute. <laughs> it just says like it's not gonna be all kink yeah. rude. it says darling wonderheart <laughs> i don't know what a wonderheart is but <laughs> darling wonderheart i just want to crush you for two hours <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> i want I'm sorry <laughs> i know he means hugging come on <laughs> i'm gonna crush you for two hours <laughs> okay okay let me start again I'm sorry I'm so, it is funny. Okay, I'm fanning myself. <laughs> like, bitch, you want to crush me? <laughs> Imagine, like, waking up to that text. I just want to crush you for two hours. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> okay. Okay, sorry. That was my fault. It's hilarious. I know. Okay, <laughs> darling Wonderheart, I just want to crush you for two hours. I want to see you Friday night alone by our road where we can let out that universe of joy and happiness. Universe of joy. <laughs> oh my God. Guys, this is in the 20s. They're going to be like, what up, girl? Show me that. Those titties. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> This is more romantical. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Wow. I just want to crush you for two hours. Yeah. It's romantic. <laughs> That's kind of romantic. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> so um autopsies revealed that Edward had been shot three times. They were both shot in the head, by the way. So apart from having her throat ripped out, she was also shot on her head. So James, Eleanor's husband, was ruled out completely. 
because he had a strong alibi. His neighbors had seen him at his house. So, you know, they testified or whatever. Um, Francis, which is the minister's wife, she had an alibi as well. She said she was at home with her maid. So her maid was like, yeah, she was here with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the police had like no leads. And back then there was no like technology to like try to solve these cases. But there was a woman who came forward and she said she heard gunshots that night and that she heard a woman yell Henry. Henry. So Frances had two brothers and one of her brother's names was Henry. Oh, yeah. Oh, Uh, And the other one was Willie. So police go back. They question Francis and her brothers and um, they arrested them. But they ended up letting them go because there was not enough evidence. And there was not enough evidence because that site where they were found dead became kind of like um, a tourist site. Oh, they were murdered here. People would go take take pieces of dirt and sell it. Like this is where it was murdered. And they would take pieces of the tree, the crab apple tree and like save them as souvenirs because this was such a big case. The minister, oh God, he cheated on his wife. Like, you know, it was such a big scandal. Everyone wanted a piece of that evidence. That's so weird. (laughs) So then... They let them go. And then in 1926, a man named Arthur came forward and said that he was going to divorce his wife because she was a liar. And he found out that his wife was hiding a lot of secrets. And so um, one of the secrets was that she knew that Henry had a gun. So basically saying that they paid her $5,000 to shut up and not say anything because she was the maid of Francis. Either way, they took him back to court, but they still were found, like, not guilty. And also that girl, Frances, the minister's wife, she was, like, a mid- she had, like, a lot of money. So I feel like that also made it seem like, oh, she can't do that. She's high class. Like, she can't have people. Uh-huh. So either way, to this day, this case remains unsolved. But nobody wanted to believe that lady that said she heard somebody yell Henry. So I think it was them. She, they got paid out. Yeah. So that's so, why they left it. You know, like a code case. Yeah. That so happens a lot. It was people. unsolved. But we yeah. all know Frances and her brother Henry had something to do with it. Yeah. I mean, what else? You know, it's sad to say, but like a lot of these cases that remain unsolved is because they got, you know, if the suspects are from rich families or if they're rich themselves, yeah. they pay out. Yeah, she was really rich. She was part of the Johnson and Johnson family or something. So that's oh. like Johnson mm-hmm. and Johnson money. So mm. I'm sure she paid everyone. That's off. sad. That's really sad. Yeah, it's sad for the girl. Like she had her fucking throat ripped out. But then again, they were both cheating. So I don't know. What if they both were there? Henry shot them, and Francis got even more upset of the girl and ripped her throat out. Exactly. So mm-hmm. Edward or whatever his name was, he was only shot in the head. This poor girl had her throat ripped out. And was shot. Like, yeah. it seems like they had more. She was more, more mutilated. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. had more anger towards her. It was the it wife. It was probably the wife. Because mm-hmm. she was like, you're cheating with my husband. Like, blah, you blah, stupid blah. slut. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Can you imagine? Definitely. Uh, Go back and look I love at the, it. I love this story. The little love letters are so funny. <laughs> okay. Just want to so, crush you. <laughs> um, second story. Um, this story comes from our very own city, San Antonio, Texas. Ooh. Um. Ghostbrisco. <laughs> Ghostbrisco. So, I mean, I'm sure maybe I'll have heard it or not. But so this is a story about Francis and Bill Hall. 
Francis. Another Francis. Stay Don't away from Francis's. <laughs> Shout out to all the Francis's out there. What up, Francis? Anyway, Francis and Bill Hall. They met when they were in high school at the age of 16. By the age of 18, they got married. So Francis was described to be fun, caring, selfless, honest. She just was the type of person that everybody wanted to be around. Bill, also, he was like a really good guy, but he had a big flaw. And his biggest flaw was that he liked the attention of younger women. So they built an empire on wheels together. Bill and Francis had a trucking company that became a multi-million dollar business. Um, you know, they had a family also. They had a son and a daughter. So when the son and the daughter moved out, that's when Bill started going kind of like wild, spending all his money. He got like a custom Harley. He liked fast cars. Um, he would cheat on his wife and Francis would know, but she would kind of like forgive him. Until um. this one girl named Bonnie came along. So Bonnie was 28 when she met um, Bill. She was a former stripper. So they met at a spinach festival. I didn't know they had spinach festivals. Spinach? So uh, they met at a spinach festival. Here in San Antonio? Yeah. But get this. You know this is from San Antonio, girl, when I tell you. She was helping her aunt sell chicken on a stick. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. We all know about that chicken on a stick yep. here. Girl, I want one. If you don't, you're missing out. You need to come to San Antonio during Fiesta. Yes, yeah. have a chicken on a stick. Um, so she was helping her aunt sell chicken on a stick. Um, and according to Bonnie, it was like a match made in heaven, like a I, when she saw him, she was like, oh, my God, I knew he was the one. We locked eyes, blah, blah, blah. Corny <laughs> ass shit. Bill Hall. <laughs> so she was Bill's mistress for a good three years. Bonnie knew that Bill had a wife. She knew that he had kids. She knew he had grandkids. Um, but, you know, her excuse was like, oh, he told me they were getting a divorce. Just okay. like every other girl so she was planning on marrying him and having kids with him but you know bill would pay her rent he bought her two cars he bought her bmw and he bought her a mercedes sugar daddy and he paid for her implants she had breast implants what girl Uh hello i need one of those i'm just kidding can you pay my bills (laughs) pobrecito so um but there was another story that said that the only reason she got breast implants was because she got pregnant and he told her like you need to get an abortion and she's like the only way i'll get one is if you pay for my boob job so that's how she got boobs so you know as time goes on people are saying that bill was like losing interest she was just like supposed to be a fling and she kind of just like attached herself yeah attached herself to him so um one day, Bill was, like, doing his thing because um, he wanted to kind of go back to his wife. Like, he was like, oh, like, I want to go back with my wife He was now. done with the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, um, she... Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> For real. So, he was ignoring her calls, and she started telling him, like, texting him, like, I'm going to tell your wife about us. I'm going to do this. So, she was described as a master manipulator. So, she would collect pictures and videos and try to use them, like, as blackmail. So. Bonnie started driving to Bill and Francis's house, taking pictures of the house and sending them to them. Like, I'm outside. Like, come fight me, bitch. Like, crazy or, like, just scary. And then um, one time she found out that Bill and Francis went on a date. They went on a little date to the movies. She found out. She went to the movies, sat down two rows behind them and was texting him nonstop. Like, I'm behind you. Blah, blah, blah. 
I'm here. I can't believe you're with this fat bitch. He, she was so mean to her, like the wife, like you're an old fat bitch. Like all the texts that she would send her. She was yeah. like, she was crazy. Yeah. So and then one time Bill and Francis tried to get away for like a mini vacation to try to patch things up. Oh, Bonnie found out girl started texting her sex videos of them like started sending the wife francis like videos of them having sex nudes like all the a lot of pictures like of like them doing stuff that made francis like go nuts she kicked them out she's like get out of my house whatever so where did he go he went to go stay at bonnie's place oh, of course okay. god yeah <laughs> i know so on october 10 2013 this was like really recent oh damn yeah so francis was driving home from her niece's volleyball game and then she saw Bonnie coming from the other side. And in her head, she's like, I'm going to confront this bitch. I am tired of her texting me. I'm tired of her calling me, calling me names, calling me fat. Oh, my God. I'm like, I'm like oh, oh, my God. Get her. <laughs> so she sees Go Bonnie. Francis. <laughs> Francis, I love you, girl. I know she's out already. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, sorry. I, I said it. So she sees Bonnie coming and what makes her mad is that Bonnie is driving their family vehicle. The vehicle she would drive her kids to school in or whatever the vehicle they would always use, this bitch was driving. So Bonnie is in that vehicle. She does a U-turn and she follows her. And um, so Bill is also in his Harley. He's driving the same. He's driving basically where Bonnie is driving. So somehow. He goes f- flying off the motorcycle and he hits his head and he dies. He oh. died at University Hospital. Oh, no. Yeah. No. He was not wearing a helmet or anything. So there's two sides to the story, right? Bonnie's story is that she was driving, minding her own business when she felt someone hit the back of her car constantly. And that supposedly she looked back and saw Francis and that Francis hit her, heart, her car like 15 times, like trying to bump her. So that's her story. And then she also states that she was in the lead. Bill ended up in the middle and that Francis was in the back and that Francis hit his motorcycle and he went flying off. So that's her story. So I saw this on 48 Hours also. So when they interviewed her in jail, she's like, that's not what happened. Francis, uh, well, that's what Francis was saying. She's like, that's not what happened. I would never do anything to harm my husband. We They were together for over 30 years, even though he w- w- would cheat or whatever, like, Imagine being married to someone for 30 years, like, you know. So Francis said that's not the way it happened. She said that she was driving and Bonnie kept brake checking her and brake checking her and brake checking her. And um, somehow Bill ended up he was behind Francis. He was trying to cut in front of Francis because it was Bonnie, Francis and then Bill. Bill was trying to cut in front of Francis, I guess, to kind of get in between them so they would stop the fighting or whatever and he hits the side of the suv and that's how he went flying so she didn't hit him it's just the fact that like the other girl kept brake checking brake checking and then he was trying to get around the suv and then it kind of hit the suv on the side and then he went flying out and there's like evidence because like the side of the suv was like the window was all broken so i'm guessing the handle of his harley got caught maybe in the window and then he like went flying Mm -hmm. out yeah and also there was a collision expert that said like there's no way that she would hit that many times and there would be no damage because the front of her car had no damage so that's another thing 
So Francis was still charged with a felony murder and also with aggravated assault towards Bonnie. But because of that Texas law, she only got two years in prison. So uh, she was out in 2018. She was She's already out of jail right now. But that's when that whole case or whatever was used. Um, so that crime of passion or whatever. And that was the story here. It was scandalous. But you have to like watch 48 hours to get the whole thing. So you have to watch 48 hours to get the whole like story. You know what I mean? Because I only try to make it short. Yeah. So nothing happened to Bonnie. No, this bitch is out free, living her life, being a hoe, whatever. But I did read somewhere that she is one of the most hated women in Texas. And I agree. I don't know. Is she still, do you know, she's still here in San Antonio? I don't think she's still here in San Antonio. I think Mm -hmm. she, but she's still close, like in one of the closed by cities. But in the interview, like, it makes me so mad because she's like, uh, people always tell me like, I should have been the one that was dead and I should have been in jail too. I'm like, bitch, you deserve to be in jail too. Like you're constantly agonizing, like being mean to this woman. She was just trying to patch up her fucking marriage. Oh I don't God. see, like, why some people, like, okay, if, like, you cheat or whatever, or he doesn't want to be with you, like, just end it. End it. Like, just, okay, be like, bitch, I'm going to go do my own thing. Screw you. You lost me. That's fine. I'm going to go be, like, awesome mm-hmm. to somebody else. But no, they get, like, obsessive, and they get, like, no, this needs to be mine. Like, if I can't have it, no one else can, mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And then they start, like, going crazy. And that's how that girl was. She started getting crazy. And he was already trying to deviate from her and go back to his family. You know, I mean, I hate to say it, and may God rest his soul, but it is his fault. He shouldn't have cheated. And he was a known cheater, too. Mm-hmm. True. It's, it's just that this one was the one that caught on. Yeah. You know what that kind of reminded me of? What? You remember that movie with Beyonce? Obsessed? <gasps> yes. yes. It reminds me of that. But except, like, except he, he never cheated. Cheat. Yeah. She was just obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but because this girl... girl would do the same thing. She would send, like, messages. Yeah. And she would, like, try to get him to, She like, showed up to, like, one of his work conventions and, like, said that she was his wife and, like... OD'd in his uh, hotel room. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. how crazy she was. I know. Yeah. I love that movie. It's a, it was called Obsessed. Obsessed. That was, yeah. like, one of the first movies I think Beyonce came out in, right? Dude, yeah. But like, well, the way I felt... Kind of. Kind of, right? The way I felt with that movie, like, that anger, that gut feeling is the way I felt when I was watching the 48 Hours episode on this. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It I makes me mad. hated Bonnie. Like, and I mean, she's one of the most hated women in Texas. So yeah. I'm sure everyone else feels it. Like, yeah, this fucking hoe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just think she's a fucking hoe. That's it. <laughs> That's it for me. <laughs> With my whole ass stories. The word of the day, bastards. Bastards. And, and hoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's every episode. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so my story is on the Cherry Hills murder in Albany, New York. And there's a little bit of a twist in it, mm-hmm. of course, because you know me. Um, I'm probably going to butcher the last name because it's Dutch. So I'm going to say it like as wide as you can think because <laughs> I can't pronounce it. <laughs> so in 1787, after the Revolutionary War in Albany, New York, overlooking the Hudson River for Philip and Maria Van Rensselaer, they hired a local carpenter, Isaac Packard, to replace the older existing house on the farm that they owned, which is now called Cherry Hill Manor, still with the current structure. So, like, even today, like, it's still the current structure that 
Oh, they never like made it again. No, like they, I mean, I'm sure like they had to replace some stuff to like keep up with, with repairing repairs and all that, but it's still like that same structure that Philip, you know, had them build. So the Cherry Hill Manor structure was combined uh, as a Georgian body with a gambrel roof commonly found in Dutch colonial. So Philip was Dutch. So he's a foreign. And the Rensselaers, the Van Rensselaer family, like they were super rich and they were super well known, like in Albany, New York. So in the 18th century, the family kept building up the farm. And by the 1790s, it was almost a thousand acres. Dang. So the year census reports that he had established a tannery and a brewery on the property. In 19, I'm sorry, in 1794, he was elected the first supervisor of the newly created town of Bethlehem. Philip died three months after this. He died three months after he created his will, which provided generously to his family. So his family, they were able to live off of his will because he had so much money. So his wife and children continued to live at the Cherry Hill Manor. There were a total of 17 people who lived in this mansion. And I, for the life of me, could not find, like, how many bedrooms and bathrooms there were. I looked everywhere. I couldn't find it. All I got was, like, like the... Like how many acres the land was, I couldn't really get an exact count because I wanted to know how many <laughs> bedrooms were yeah. in this damn house. I was like, "Oh crap!" So there are seventeen people who lived in the Cherry Hill Manor. Elsie Lansing Whipple was one of them. She was the niece of Catherine Van Van. I can't say that damn last name. <laughs> Van Rensselaer, <laughs> who lived at the home. She lived at the home with her husband John Whipple, who she eloped at the age of fourteen and married. Oh, gross. Wow. Yeah. He was like 40-something, I think, when she married. <gasps> oh, yeah, like, no. He was an older man. Yeah. That's like grandpa status. Yeah. Like, so, uh. so the family were not too fond of John at first, but he quickly proved himself to be an asset to the family farm. He doubled the, his young bride's personal inheritance. So because he was able to bring more money into the family and money to cover her in case anything happened to him, they accepted him eventually into the family. So Elsie became very distant with her husband right away. Apparently, he was very controlling and demeaning to her. But there's a lot of reports that say that Elsie, like other women in her family, um, was very high strung. She was hysterical. She threw screaming fits, especially if she didn't get what she wanted. She had a very bad temper. Obviously, she's a kid. She's 14. Yeah. She's a child. I mean, come on. So whenever she didn't get what she wanted, she would throw fits pretty much. So he had to like really be stern with her like a father. Hello. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I can't. Sorry. So one night, Elsie decided to go out to the top to one of the taverns in Albany. And that's where she met a drifter by the name of Jesse String. Jesse faked his own death in Fishkill, New York to get away from his wife because he suspected she was unfaithful. So he faked his own death <laughs> and not only left his wife, but left her with four children. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. Mm-mm. So String and Elsie fell in love. Therefore, to be closer together, Jesse took a job as a handyman under the name of Joseph Orton at Cherry Hill. 
So the lovers kept in touch with the help of members of the households, like different service, I'm sorry, different servants and like other workers that live there. They would pretty much pass notes in between each other. And unfortunately, I don't have any copies of those notes. I looked them up uh. and I couldn't find anything because I really wanted to know what those notes <laughs> say, said, but I couldn't find anything on the notes. Um, so eventually with being in love, the two lovers decided that they absolutely, absolutely could not live without one another. So Elsie decided that the only way that this can happen is to kill her husband, John Whipple. So she can inherit his money and run away because he's the one that kept track of all their funds. Like he didn't let her have any money. And like, of course, like if she wanted to go buy dresses or go out and eat, whatever, like he would have to kind of like, you know, um, what is it? What do your parents oh, give you? Allowance? Like allowance, oh. yeah. She was a child. <laughs> she was a child, so she wanted to buy everything, you know? So yeah. he, like like a father figure, kept track of all their funds and all that. So, that and like the drifter, he didn't, he didn't have money either. So that was her plan. So this is where it gets very juicy. Mm. Both of us. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> so in the spring of 1827, Elsie told Jesse to go buy poison. And he did. So Elsie poured the poison in John's tonic that he drank every day. Only a few days in and John just had stomach pains, nothing really major. No signs of him dying. Elsie became very impatient and convinced Jesse to just shoot and kill her husband. And so he said, okay, okay. So to set this up, they both spread rumors around the farm and around town that strange men were being spotted around the property and that these men were out to kill John over a business deal. So John became suspicious and he ended up keeping a rifle on him with a bullet. Um, So on the evening of May 7th, 1827, Elsie stole a bullet, stole one of John's bullets, gave it to String and once more insisted that String kill her husband. String meaning um, Jesse. Mm -hmm. So Jesse climbed onto the roof of the shed one night and used his $15 rifle to shoot and kill John. John then immediately buried the rifle and ran to a nearby, he buried the rifle in a nearby ravine and ran towards a local store to secure an alibi for the police. He then returned back to Terry Hill and helped the doctor remove the bullet from John Ripple's body. The coroner became super suspicious of him because right away he was like, yeah, like these guys were out here to kill him, like over a business deal, like made it super obvious that, that, you know, like, no, he was killed by these guys that we saw around the property. Yeah, you know, Elsie was saying that she saw some people around the property. And, you know, there's all these rumors about this, you know, big business deal. And, like, yeah, like they killed talking. him. Just, uh, like, talking and making it super obvious. That, dumbass. Yeah, so, of course, the police took him in, questioned him. He was arrested. He confessed to the crime, telling the police that he hit the where he hit the rifle. He felt that Elsie's family influence would ensure the authorities would go easy on him. So he told the police that she had masterminded the crime. His lawyer told him that that would not make a difference. So he recanted his confessions. Elsie was arrested. Two weeks later, they were tried, but in separate trials. Mm -hmm. So Jesse's trial was on July 25th, 1827. And it pretty much garnered her frenzy. Like people like were super interested. So they had to move, um, they had to move the trial to a larger venue at the state capitol to accommodate the huge crowd that wanted to be a part of the trial. 
So the merchants that he had bought the poison and the rifle from testified against him. Some household servants told the court about the love letters and like the rumors that they were spreading throughout the farm about the the men, like the men that they were seeing and the letters that they were helping them transport between one another. And so that confirmed that, yes, that they were lovers and they had been together. But the evidence that sealed his fate was his own confession. So the jury deliberated for only 15 minutes and found him guilty. Uh, 15 Mm. minutes. Three days later, after John's trial, uh, I'm sorry, after Jesse's trial, Elsie Whipple stood trial for aiding and abetting the murder of her husband. In four days, Elsie was pronounced not guilty and cleared of all charges. Shut up. After Jesse finished testifying on the stand at Elsie's trial, he was sentenced to death by hanging. (gasps) Oh, shit. So fun fact. An interesting thing about this story is that while the family was living at Cherry Hill, there is a slave named um, by the name of Mrs. Jackson who lived in the basement of the house. So during this time, slavery laws were changing in the New York state. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the night of the murder, May 7th, Miss Jackson was still a slave by law. Therefore, she couldn't testify against a white person in court. But on the day of Elsie's trial, July 30th, Miss Jackson was no longer a slave. So she was able to testify against Elsie saying that she was involved in a murder. And unfortunately, that didn't change anything. And they still cleared her of all charges. Dang. Yeah. So execution. A crowd of 40,000 people. 40,000? 40,000 people. And I triple checked my facts and it was 40,000 people that watched Jesse hang on August 24th, 1827, which took place below the egg on Eagle Street. It did not go well. So basically, when he dropped, the fall didn't break his neck. He swung around it for an hour before he actually suffocated. Oh, no. Oh, oh my God. So this was the last hang- like public hanging that was ever done in Albany, New York, because it was so gruesome. So Elsie oh, yeah. remarried to a man by the name of Nathaniel Freeman. She ended up moving to New Jersey. And then after her second husband died, she moved to um, Onoda, New York. And that's where she died in 1832. That hoe. Yeah. So there's some other. So they say that the bullet hole is actually still in the bedroom where um, John Whipple died. And also people began to report seeing a male ghost. That's where my twist is. (laughs) So people began to report seeing a male ghost at Cherry Hill. They say that they see a figure at the lower floor of the Terrence. And even today, there's a lot of uh, residents that say that they see his apparition there. (sighs) Yeah. So they say supposedly that the reason why he's there pacing back and forth is because he knows that Jesse killed him. So he's trying to look for him to get revenge. Mm. So they say that's why he's still there. Um, yeah. I kind of feel bad for him though. But still, yeah. he married a 14 year old, like sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's oh how things God. were back then though. I like know. it was so, common. it wasn't weird. It was common. Like my great grandma, I think she was 16 or something like that when yeah. she married my grandpa and he was like almost 20 years Same. older. Yeah. My my grandma had this caregiver, and the caregiver told us that they married her off at 12. 12? 12. And the what man the was like 30 something. It was something. so common. It was so common back then. So, yeah, because back then, once a um, girl got her period, she was automatically a woman. Yeah. Bitch, and I so would have been married at like 
10. What the fuck? <laughs> Mine was 11. Like, yeah. I would have been married And of 11. course, too, like, because it's an older man, like, they make money and they're going to bring money into the family and stuff. So that's why they marry them yeah. off so young. Good thing it's not, it's about not like that. No love. I know. <laughs> so uh, many people say that they see a lone man walking around the Empire State Plaza late at night, and then suddenly he'll disappear. So they believe that this is um, Jesse's Jesse Strings' um, apparition. Oh. So they say that he's walking around looking for his long lost lover. Oh, girl, Elsie she's Ripple. married already. She married, died, and died happily. Mm-hmm. So. That's crazy. Yeah. So fun fact, there is a book written by Lewis C. Jones um, called Murder at the Cherry Hill. And the Cherry Hill Manor is now a historic location where they have annual, they have like an annual October event every year where you can walk through the murder, like actual footsteps. And they have like a whole reenactment and everything like with actors and actresses that reenact the whole murder. Yeah, and like you could, it's um, October 16th through the 19th and the 23rd through the 26th. Tours begin at 5.30 to 7 (laughs) p.m. And it's $20 admission. Thanks for that information. Just just if you wanted to know. I mean, just if you wanted to know, I went ahead and looked that up too. (laughs) (laughs) But I did find um, some comments on their website of some people's experiences touring in the manor. So this one's from Jody P. You know me, I have to kind of keep it spooky. (laughs) So he reported that when him and his friend were sitting on the second floor landing, he was asking questions to the tour guide. And then all of a sudden he heard like the door like rapidly swing open and close. And then it got completely silent. And then he said that he there is another door that was swinging open and closed. And then the tour guide turned around and saw it. And when the tour guide saw it, it slammed shut. And the tour guide's like, well, that's never happened before. And then it was like, let's go. And like, they all turned around and left. Oh my, oh my God. God. Even the tour guide was scared. He's like, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's all, fuck that. <laughs> um, and then there was another girl. Her name is Victoria. She said that she toured the house when she was a young girl for a school, a school field trip. I'm like, how come we didn't go to a school where they took us on ghost tours? Because I our know. school hated us. Our school was a wag. <laughs> yeah, they didn't Mm-mm. care. We never went on. Sorry, but we never went on a field trip in high school. Just not FYI. Our mm-hmm. senior. What was it? Our big senior trip was to Six Flags. Yeah, or we live in San Antonio with Six Flags. Like, why would we go to Six? Flags? And in Schlitterbahn. In mm, Schlitterbahn. Yeah. I'm like, are you serious? Am I fucking in elementary? Okay, sorry. And then sorry. So she said that when she was younger, she went on a class trip. And then during her class trip, the tour guide was telling the stories about the murder. That's crazy, right? Like yeah. she's in elementary and like they take her on a on a murder tour. Ghost oh tour. my god. I'm on a murder on a there. murder <laughs> ghost tour. So she said that the tour guide was talking and down the hallway she heard singing. She heard a bunch of humming, like and then she said that she also heard a man's voice going, uh, 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 something like that. I don't know. I can't sing. And she said that she was looking around and she's trying to look around like, am I the only one that heard that? And she said that she looked at her teacher and her teacher like put her hand up to her ear and like tapped at her ear and like winked at her, like confirming that like, yeah, I hear it. And then she put her hand to her mouth and said like, Shh, because the tour guide was still talking like they didn't want to interrupt so she said to her that was like okay i'm not the only one that hears it 
Um, but yeah, those oh, are those I are got the, chills on I my legs. Too. I was like, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, so those were the the two that I had found. But yeah, here's the picture of the of the manor. It's like a big, huge colonial oh. home. Oh, it's wow. cute. I would live there. I like the color. Yeah. I don't. It's cute. <laughs> Sorry. Mine and would be black. Like, this was a drawing back in the 18th century when this, or not 18th mm. century, but when back it was then. first built. Nice. Yeah, I like that. I like those colonial yeah. looking houses. So that's the murder of the Cherry Hill Manor. And I had to keep it somewhat spooky. <laughs> I like that story. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, um, Elsie got off scot-free killing her husband and uh, Jesse had to pay the price. So well, Jesse, um, if you're still Daniel there. Sickle, and he he's still roaming free. around in the capital looking for his long lost lover, Elsie. See, I would be like, bitch, you let me like go to jail. You didn't even try to help me. Like, it's crazy how yeah. he let a 14 year old manipulate him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, come on. <laughs> like, seriously. And there's a lot of but these I stories. Couldn't, I couldn't find how old he was, though. So I don't know if he was maybe the same age as her, but I don't think he could have been because he, he was married kids. with four, four kids. kids. Yeah. yeah. So I was trying to see, like, because you know how, like, the younger generation could be more manipulated, but I can't imagine, like, an older man being manipulated. But, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I can, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Go buy poison. Let's poison my husband. Let's kill him. Go get the rifle. Like, shoot him. Yeah, I was gonna say and something, he's just like, okay, I'll do it. He's gross. like, okay. <laughs> That's I know. It's just crazy. Ooh. I just think it's crazy that even like Miss Jackson, even after she wasn't a slave, like she was still able to stand trial, but they didn't. It's like it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Like they were still like, nope, you're clear of charges. But yeah. I'm wondering if it's because of her family. Her family was really rich. Like I, I read a lot of history on it, and I was gonna put it in in my notes, but it was really long. But they were like they were known as like, it was almost like um like a mob, like a mob, yeah. Like they were like power and money. Like that's all they were about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were guai, and you couldn't marry into the family or like marry outside of the family. You know what I mean? Like other like. They had to have money. Whoever was going to be married into the family had to prove that they were going to bring money in as well. Oh, shit. Yeah, kind of like mob wives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like you marry your kid off to someone who's powerful who knows they ain't going to, like, rat Mm -hmm. each other out. Mm I know. Yes, yes, yes. So moral of the story. Choose your lovers wisely. Don't cheat. Don't cheat. (laughs) Don't be a hoe. Yeah. Don't be a mm. We know a lot of those here in San Antonio. And don't be a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> bastard. Follow those and you'll be fine. Yeah. Cheating I mean, asses. <laughs> cheating I'm all knows. mad. I was all mad. Bastard. All of them. All of them made that me bastard. mad. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like I, that they get off like scot-free. I'm just like, really? I can't, I can't with that. Well, with my story, I couldn't even believe Francis got time. I was like, no, but this like, girl should have been free. Yeah. Bonnie should be in jail. Ooh, I do I like, so though, how, like, we didn't tell each other our stories and each one of us had, like, someone that got off scot-free. <laughs> that was kind of cool. <laughs> oh, we didn't plan we that, didn't. guys. <laughs> and we didn't plan Texas stories either. No, but we didn't. Just the Texas gal. We just, we get each other. That's why. Yeah. We know. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I was left out of the loop about the whole Texas thing. So Sorry. I'm um, always in Texas. But we got the New York thing. We did. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Thing. Y'all don't communicate to me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I wanted to keep mine a secret. <laughs> I want to be a kidding. part of this, like, mind reading 
I just wanted to do like I got curious when we were talking about this. So I was like, well, what is the law for well, crime? But of you kind of yeah. work there, so that's natural for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're interested in that stuff too. Yeah, yeah I love weirdo. like just learning about. And me, I just like I, the drama. Me, I kept it creepy. Um, yeah. So like, they're ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> me, I'm all yeah. This whole. <laughs> I'm. Ooh, I think we people. have our theme. Oh my god, we have our themes. We had you always it. stick to spooky. I always stick to like the information educational part of it, and you always stick to like the drama, yeah. sexy stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> fourteen like episodes drama. in, and we finally figured it out, guys. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> we finally got it. We finally okay, got it. First, before we finish or whatever. Does anybody remember Ghostly Lovers? Yes. No. Okay. Because I feel like when I tell when I tell people about this little show that aired one time in yes. one Valentine's Day years ago, they don't remember. I don't know. And it's just people talking about how they experience having sex with ghosts. Really? Yeah. yeah. What? Yes. There's even a woman that said that she married one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and there's this woman that said she used to work at a bar. She would get home like at four. Um, take a shower, lay down, and that she would do this because she knew the ghost would want to come and have sex with her and that um, she would feel everything. And she said that ghost sex is the best sex. There you go. I don't know. I mean, what? I would never have sex with a ghost. Yeah. But. How did I miss this? This like, would be what? like a good co- a good topic to cover. <laughs> Next time, keep next keep, time. keep listening. Next time at scary, not scary, <laughs> sex ghosts. Don't listen if you're under the age of eighteen. <laughs> yes, please turn it off, Sophia. Just kidding. Well, All mom voice. My coworker, she was like, she came up to me today, and she's like, yeah, she's like, so I was in the car. She's like, we, me and my daughter were listening to your podcast, and I was like, how old is she? Oh lord! <laughs> I was like, oh my god, girl, my little sister, like, she loves her. She's like a huge fan. She's oh, like, I, I love- just. I, I just want to listen to all their episodes and like my mom said that when we talk a lot she's like just get to the story oh. she's like yelling at us <laughs> I'm sorry Sophia girl <laughs> so my aunt Brenda she lives in LA and she listens to the podcast and she saw like our giveaway and stuff uh-huh. so she went ahead and sent me like some stories so two stories that her and her boyfriend experienced and then ones that my cousins Courtney and Ashley I have a cousin named Ashley <laughs> Um, experience too. So she said, um, I could tell you two stories, one that I experienced and the other that Ashley experienced. She said, we went to this old town in Nevada called Virginia City Washhole. Um, they went to a Washhole Club Museum and a saloon. She said, George and I went and I felt a push and I thought it was George, but it was not. The man that was giving us the tour told me that it could be a ghost because it was haunted. So she said that she was walking and she felt somebody like push her. her. Yeah. Ooh. So I would my- turn around and be like, push me again. <laughs> Trying to fight. <laughs> so and then this one, she said, Ashley's encounter was scarier. So the girls wanted to go for Fourth of July to George's parents in Nevada. So we ended up going to Virginia City again and they wanted to go to the museum. So we all went to the same place. But this time it was a room. In that room, they told us that they put the dead people in there because it was too cold outside to bury them. Anyway, there is a little bed in there. And so Ashley accidentally sat on it and we told her not to. Well, within minutes, she felt a burn on her shoulder. And before we knew it, we saw a big red scratch on her shoulder. 
She was so scared here, but here are some pictures. She sent pictures? Yeah. I well, not of the scratch, but oh. that's, that's where they went. <laughs> the crypt? Yeah. That sounds cool. Reminds me of, what is it? Tales of the Crypt? Yeah. yeah. Ashley, this is why you cannot, this is why you cannot sit on beds that had dead people on it. What's wrong with you? From one mm-hmm. Ashley to another, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, those are the two stories that my aunt sent. See, that's why I don't want to go to a lot of like haunted places that y'all want to go to because I'm scared. And it would be me that would probably get scratched or like burnt or something. Well, it would be like all the Ashleys in my life that I know. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Matt Brendan, Ellie. Yes, Shout thank out. you. Gracias. Love you, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, um, what was his name? John, in your story? John Ripple. John Ripple? Whipple. Whipple? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure if someone sat on the bed where he died, he'd burn some people. I don't think he died on the bed. They shot him. They shot the him like he was standing up in the bedroom and he fell. Oh, okay. Well, if someone stands in that spot who looks like the Jesse guy, I'm pretty sure he's, he's going like, to attack Bitch? him. Mm-hmm. What does he look like? You see Dead. me going with a mustache <laughs> <laughs> standing there? <laughs> So dumb. <laughs> oh my god. That, that oh my basic god. um what is it? That basic look to when you're trying to hide from someone. Oh yeah. Mustache and a coat and glass glasses. <laughs> trash. Uh, trash, trash, trash. This is a good one. It was. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I like how we after 14 episodes we finally found our theme for ourselves. That's true. Thanks, Ashley. I wouldn't have figured it out. I would just keep doing whole ass stories. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know why I'm attracted to these. <laughs> I I just like the history part like of drama. stuff. Well, just like one of the topics that we mentioned we wanted to do, you're like, nope, not doing it. I'll find the history. That's it. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. Well, was it the exorcist? The, yeah. yeah. I was like, I'll find the oh, history. Oh, I said stuff. it. Y'all can do the stories. <laughs> no. Okay. Got well. <laughs> Well, we hope everybody has a wonderful Valentine's Day. Yay. Don't die. And don't be basic and get flowers. <laughs> I don't know. Get like a bouquet of donuts and tacos. Yeah. And <gasps> get her some hot Cheetos. Some hot Cheetos. Uh, hint, hint. No. <laughs> Just kidding. John. <laughs> he knows what I like. Better get her some donuts and hot Cheetos with cheese. I heard her talking about it the other day at work. <laughs> I want some. This is all I hear. I just want hot Cheetos with cheese and lime. That's all I heard. <laughs> it was me. And I'm sitting in my office. I'm like, mm, that sounds good. <laughs> I know. It's because I eat next to Mandy's um, office. <laughs> so she could hear me. Well, we hope everybody has a wonderful Valentine's Day. Congratulations to everybody that's going to get married. Because, you know, are you going to get married on, on Valentine's, Valentine's Day? Day. And it's free at the courthouse, FYI. Mm-hmm. Just it is. You know. <laughs> yeah. They always do free marriages at the courthouse. Mm-hmm. And be safe. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow us on our personal Snapchats. I'm doing better. I'm mm-hmm. trying. I still post our day. I mean, I'm doing a little bit better. I think I'm actually more better at Instagram. So follow me on my Instagram. Yeah, I'm better on Instagram yeah. too. You know, it's weird is I oh. post more on my Instagram story than I do on Snapchat. Yeah, same. That's so weird because it's the same thing, right? I know. I don't know. It's weird. We're weird. <laughs> I don't Whatever. know. Don't forget to visit our website at scarynotscarypodcast.com. Dot com. <laughs>
That comment. God, like, what like am I supposed to say? We like wait and look at her to see if she's going to laugh or if she's going to say it. And she just laughs. Just do it. All right. <laughs> if you have any ghost stories you want to send us, any murder stories, any suggestions, whatever you want to send us conspiracy theories Ooh. anything we'll take it send it yes. to scary not scary podcast at gmail.com you can also do this on our website if you want to become a patreon donor and support us check out our patreon page look at our tiers you'll get some cool stuff and yeah. we got some um i think tim actually posted some an extra bonus episode on their bloopers yeah he did yeah some extra bloopers in addition to the bloopers <laughs> one that we released but this yeah. one's on Patreon, so you gotta become a Patreon. Yeah. So you have to be a Patreon donor to look at those bloopers. So go and check it out. Yay. <laughs> and I think that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You covered so, everything. I did. Finally. After <laughs> 14 <job>. episodes. <laughs> and we didn't screw up the beginning either. We did it. I'm, I'm so, so proud of us. us. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and until next time, remember to always stay.